you have these lists of symptoms, which is you might be a bit weepy or irritable or angry or, you know, crying all the time or you're not bonding with the baby. But if you physically are injured in some kind of way through birth trauma or, you know, you really feel like there was no consent as things were happening to you and your body, people are saying, I feel like I no longer can be with my husband intimately because of certain things that have happened to me or, you know, how my body is now because of certain surgical things that happened. And that is incredibly distressing, you know, and for your emotional well-being is horrendous and, I, and it isn't given enough attention. And I really thought we had so many things from through the survey suggested on this. We said to the team, I think we need to do a, a core kind of thing around these particular sessions. I don't think we've had that kind of chat before and especially around prolapses. And I think you don't realise how much that affects you you have your baby and you sit on frozen peas or you know a birthing ring or your kids you know uh, swimming ring and actually you know that's not pleasant that what's that doing to you emotionally you know and you can't hobble around it burns when you wee you're scared to poo you're scared you don't want to go out with your baby in the buggy and you know it can it can really get you down so I thought it was important we did a few things like that this year so I'm kind of looking forward to them ones going out. Having a baby is meant to be the most joyful time of your life but for many mums and dads, it can be the hardest and at times the darkest of places. Welcome to Blue Mondays, the podcast for anyone struggling with parenting. Hi, I'm Vicky Stevenson. I'm the host of the Blue Mondays Perinatal Podcast, and I'm absolutely delighted to be having a follow-up conversation with my incredible guest, Eve Canavan who is, uh, well, just a living legend in <laughs> maternal mental health and uh, is also one of the founders of Maternal Mental Health Awareness Week, which is the, the purpose of having this chat now. So thank you so much for joining us. Um, could you just introduce yourself um, for anybody that isn't aware of the, the work you've been doing in this field? Yeah, of course. And Vicky, it's always so nice to be on the podcast and I'm so enjoying listening to it as well and all the different guests that you have coming through. But um, so my name's Eve Canavan um, and uh, I'm a founding member of the Perinatal Mental Health Partnership. I had postpartum psychosis after the birth of my son, Joe, 12 years ago. Um, and then a, a group of... Uh, People such as myself, a very small group came together in 2014, who'd all been affected by maternal mental illness in some kind of way, uh, with the kind of aim of creating awareness around it. But also, I think the main thing is what we wanted to equip women and families with kind of practical tools and support to get them through what is a very distressing period for many. And in 2017, we launched the UK's first ever Maternal Mental Health Awareness Week, not really knowing uh, kind of what would happen with it. But here we are at year six, and it's taken off globally shall, shall we say. yeah so on Wednesday it's going to be the the world men, maternal mental health day so that's that's incredible did you did you have any idea that it was going to become a global phenomenon no I think the reason that we run it in the first week of May is that the year before we ran the first ever week was the first ever World Maternal Mental Health Day, which we were involved with. We were the UK reps for it. And I'm the UK rep for Postpartum Support International who kind of run the day centrally. And we thought, you know, the next year we'd run our week kind of to fall within that. And no, actually, we didn't have any idea it would take off. We'd been to a few meetings with some people to learn how to run awareness weeks and two kind of really wonderful people at very big uh, charities you know gave us some great advice because obviously we do all this without any funding at all and never have but we did have resistance from some places I think I've said this to you before where we got kind of feedback from people that 
postnatal depression is the least stigmatized mental illness that there is which obviously we know Vicky is not correct at all you know and also a bit of a weird statement about what levels of stigma attached to what mental illness is you know like that's it's a bit of a weird one and we didn't yes we had some resistance I have to say at times but we were so passionate about it we really knew there was something we wanted to do and we wanted it to be more than awareness and I think what because what we do is we keep it so simple you know we just have really simple messages really simple daily themes and then run really simple information sessions so people can just kind of dip in and out of the week as they they want to and I think where we're so proud of what happens is that we obviously like the delivery vehicle and we do all our own sessions but actually we now see going across the country but there's probably so many things going on that we aren't aware of but that's yeah. that's fine because it means that locally people have taken it on board and quite often people say to us how can I get involved and I say well actually you don't have to get involved just as what we do centrally because you know we're an online presence there's so much stuff going on in mother and baby units and perinatal teams I mean I've got all kinds of charities doing all kinds of things all over the country and people are doing runs and bake sales and things at breastfeeding groups. You know, it's just, I think what we've done is created something that we've put, we are delivering, but also it's kind of giving information out to other people so they can do like tailored and customized kind of things in that week. So we, we had no idea it would take off like it has, but I'm incredibly proud it has because I tell you what, Vicky, it's helped women and families and that's the, that's what we want you know it's yeah. it's not just a fanfare and it's not just you know loads of hashtags trending it's helping women and families who say I watched something I saw something I realized I wasn't alone and I went to my doctor and got help yeah sorry I'm, I'm, it's actually making me really emotional just oh. hearing you talk just because it's it's amazing that um before I met you and I was aware of the the maternal mental health awareness week and I had no idea that you guys were doing this. You know, you literally got off your own asses and decided <laughs> to do this without any funding and without any sort of previous knowledge necessarily. In, in- oh, yeah, nothing. We, didn't, we had nothing. You know, I'm a civil servant at my day job. A couple of the people who were in it were women who experienced PND who set up local charities, no wonderful ones. It set up charities without having kind of any insight into how you run a charity and then doing a fantastic job. But no, we had absolutely no idea. We had no idea about marketing. We had no idea about analytics. You know, we, we didn't have a clue about, you know, who would be like, you know, market research as to who could watch things, this, that and the other. And but we thought, why does that need to hold us back? You know, at a time when people are at the most vulnerable, just by showing some information and saying you are not alone, you know, and then we kind of in the first year, our, our main theme was getting support from healthcare professionals. We focused the whole week's campaign kind of around that um, and safe information around antidepressant use in pregnancy and breastfeeding and how to go to a doctor and say, I'm struggling, how to talk about, uh, you know, intrusive thoughts that are really distressing you to you know to doctors without the fear your baby's going to be taken away and we just kind of did that and it and it was really popular and I think we've we've realized since then that the formula works we've we've started to do we've started to kind of do a bit more information sessions on online as our kind of following has grown but actually we've kept to exactly the same formula you know exactly the same kind of thing and we make a Google Drive, we make posters in Canva for free, we put them in the Google Drive and people can print them off or use them digitally, you know, we kind of, we just did a really, it was just very simple because we didn't know how else to do it, but it's worked for some reason, it's worked. Well, it's clearly, clearly effective. And um, so I'm going to put this out on Monday morning and, uh, which is the very start of the week. Yeah. 
are there any sessions that you're particularly excited about or or think yeah if you only dip into one thing this is the yeah I think what I would say is this year we because we do we've done a survey the last couple of years asking people what they'd like us to cover we used to kind of rely on the emails we got in or we've done a survey asking both women and families and healthcare professionals what they'd like us to cover and so what we've done is try to pull from them and and do sessions around them and what we've definitely realized is people wanted us to stretch out a bit more from just doing what is postnatal depression and what is antenatal depression and they are incredibly important but they're ones that we do kind of all the time you know we, we do them every year and we also do things throughout the year about that as well people have asked us to look at stuff other things that happen in the perinatal period that can affect kind of mood emotional well-being maternal wellness I think the one thing that one I'm really excited about and I am because I think it's so not talked about but whenever we share anything on it it goes wild is a session with Dr Boyd Dr Caroline Boyd on postpartum rage no postpartum anger Mm -hmm. and of course it's not an official diagnosis but whenever we share a blog about anger in the postpartum period honestly it gets hundreds more shares than other ones you know and I think Dr Boyd has a really good Instagram uh, thing where she talks about uh, postnatal anger a lot and it's the first time we've ever covered it and um, I think it'll be really I think a lot of people will go oh my goodness you know this is something that I didn't think I knew I didn't realize what it was but I think I must have had it I didn't know this was a thing or a name was attached to it Um, and so I'm excited about that but one I've done I'm really looking forward to putting out is one with um, a pelvic floor expert called Fit Fanny Adams who last year did one for us on pelvic floor health and recovery of pelvic floor and and um, what to do with leaking and urge incontinence and actually what we've done this year is we're going to rerun that one and then we've recorded another one called birth trauma and the ripple effect so it, we are doing a session on what birth trauma is with the birth trauma association but then sarah jane from fit funny adams is doing one about what actually happens what is a, a, a you know first second third fourth degree tear what does it actually mean yeah. you know and yeah. actually talking about things such as leaking wee leaking poo you know all these kind of things you know um and exercises that you can do to help yourself with these things and being really open about prolapses we had a whole conversation about prolapses which you know where you feel like everything's falling out of you mm-hmm. and you know like you think you don't, you can't do any more running because you feel like your bladder is going to fall out of you or your vagina is falling out of you or that you can't you feel like you're going to pee yourself and when we said we were doing this session we had so many messages into our facebook messenger saying this is the session I need. I thought I was the only person that was really scared to leave the house in case I pooped myself. And so we, we did, we've recorded that and I'm really, I'm really glad we've done that and that's going out. Um, but then there's another one that we've done with professional auntie, Kemi, who's a, a midwife from Fresh auntie, around kind of your body postpartum and, and certain things like people worried about leaking boobs during sex. And, you know, if they feel like they've been stitched too tightly, can they say to a doctor, what's been going on here? Mm. And people will say, why are you kind of looking at these things alongside all the others? And I think people will say, if you talk to women in the postnatal period and Vicky, you'll have this, you know, when you've probably spoken to people on the other podcasts, you have these lists of symptoms, which is you might be a bit weepy or irritable or angry or, you know, crying all the time, or you're not bonding with the baby. If you physically are injured in some kind of way through birth trauma or, you know, you really feel like there was no consent as things were happening to you and your body. People are saying, I feel like I no longer can be with my husband intimately because of certain things that have happened to me or, you know, how my body is now because of certain surgical things that happened. And that is incredibly distressing. 
you know, and for your emotional well-being is horrendous, and, I, and it isn't given enough attention. And I really thought we had so many things come through to the survey suggested on this. We said to the team, I think we need to do a, a core kind of thing around these particular sessions. We're doing it. We've done a birth trauma session. We're doing a, a dad's um, and traumatic birth session in PTSD, one on gender disappointment, one on a maternal mental health manual that you can purchase and kind of go through and learn about, yeah. you know, your, your symptoms. Um, there's we're doing a, a yoga and mum and babies yoga session. So Amazing. how to do yeah how to do yoga if you've still got a baby like rolling around. And then we did a CBT session this afternoon. That I think we're going to put on Clubhouse. We're going to it's an audio only, so we're going to work it out. But about if you refer for CBT in a perinatal period, what does that mean? Because everyone kind of goes, I hear about it, but actually, how is it going to help me? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm really kind of. That I think I'm really proud of all of them, but I think there's a few things that we haven't looked at before, you know. And I think Sarah Jane, Fit Fanny Adams, she's got she gets out a hole to size kind of pelvic girdle bone, and it's showing like where your you know where your bum hole is and where your vagina is, and you know what tears can look like and what you can do to fix certain things. And I think I don't think we've had that kind of chat before, um, and especially around prolapses. And I think because I just I you don't realise how much that affects you, you know you we've almost taken it's almost that funny thing that you have your baby and you sit on frozen peas or you know a birthing ring or your kids you know uh, swimming ring and actually you know that's not pleasant that what's that doing to you emotionally you know and you can't hobble around it burns when you wee you're scared to poo you're scared yeah. you don't want to go out with your baby in the buggy and you know it can it can really get you down so I thought it was important we did a few things like that this year so I'm kind of looking forward to them ones going out and I, I, I just think it's these things aren't talked about but these are the things that that women at home sort of go through and experience and worry about and fret about and you know it's it's that thing where we we see people like celebrities just snapping back straight after birth like Victoria Beckham's back on the treadmill within about six hours and it's you know for a lot of women they their their bodies feel quite broken afterwards and you know that does have a, a toll on your mental health and I I know sort of mum friends of mine who have been very badly very badly injured and it is so upsetting deeply upsetting yeah lost your dignity um so I can't wait I'm going to be dipping in and out of those sessions and I think fit fit Fanny Adams is my absolutely <laughs> favorite company name. <laughs> I love it oh do you know what you should have her on she's honestly we got to know her because she works with smile group who are part of the partnership yeah and they said she's like you know she's got a totally different way of thinking around pelvic floor health and what she does i remember i had some bladder problems last year which i think i probably told you about before and i was talking to her about them and i was like oh you know the doctor was saying i didn't do my kegels and she was like eve the blame cot just stops here it doesn't matter what you did or you didn't do what's wrong with you bladder wise I don't think it's been caused by the fact that you haven't done your kegels yeah. and like she taught me this way because I was like going to the loo doing a wee standing up and then weeing myself again which is obviously really common after birth where you've particularly had kind of maybe some particular vaginal things going on but it can happen with cesarean like me as well where they've cut through certain muscles and it's affected the bladder and so she taught me this kind of thing where I stand up how to move my body in a certain way to stop the wee so when I sit down the wee will then come out you know and it was I said I'd bought this hundred pound Kegel set and I'd done all these things mm. and this was only last year and it, I'd had like 11 years of weighing myself and going going I'd gone to the, all these clinics where I had things put in me and stuff and Sarah was just like this is not your fault Eve you know and she taught me kind of ways of kind of 
like like this particular kind of ways of like pulling myself in and stuff while I was sitting down and just I don't know she talks as well it's very good she talks as well about you know if you don't want an internal you know when you first go to see your urologist and things like that because of might have been what happened in your birth you know how to have those conversations and how mm -hmm. to say that and what can they do as an alternative or if they do absolutely have to do it you know that you can have a chaperone with you and you know to say actually you know I had a, a difficult birth and you know the, I, I felt a bit overwhelmed in certain areas and I'm sore and how it's actually okay to say that you know it's okay to say that and I think because then we've said at the end you know you bring this session along when you go to see your gynecologist your your, your you know your urologist your, or anything you know, and your obstetrician you know to say actually that this is how I'm feeling about what's going on down there um and I'm a bit scared I know something's not quite right but I'm also like I'm flinching if anyone goes near me and to say that you know and to say this video kind of you know shows that so you're right they're not talked about stuff like you know like issues with peering after like 40 degree tears no one talks about and we talked about this thing today where people said oh I get, I've got 40 degree tears I don't even know what that means you know and so Sarah Jane's gone through and described what every single tear means and so, so then you know what it could be affecting yeah yeah and it's I mean these are fundamental things I mean you you kind of if, if you give birth you kind of lose all dignity anyway <laughs> um you know with your legs akimbo and whatever and but you know just things like toileting it's so integral to who you are as a human yeah. being and your sense of self-worth and to lose the ability to control yourself in that way is to, to lose control is it's awful it's devastating and that can have a deep deep impact on on your emotional well-being and also like what you do in your life you know do you stop then going out because you're worried about you know okay. having an embarrassment in in public so um no absolutely fantastic and she sounds great I cannot wait to watch her session and um so yeah it sounds like an incredible week ahead of uh, resources and I love the fact that there's practical takeout sessions as well where you can like really learn stuff um so where where can people get hold of this content where's the best place to find it so what we're doing is um if you go on any of the perinatal mental health partnership facebook pages or instagram page just put perinatal mental health partnership in you'll see we've put on our grid we've done a little information post about when each of these sessions happen you know like the day the day and basically we're going to show them each particular session at the same time on instagram or facebook so nobody's missing out but if you do miss out the first time it's on don't forget they automatically save to our Instagram TV and they automatically save on Facebook so you can watch them at any time forevermore you know and you can also actually maybe look at some videos from previous years if you're interested you know we've got things like antidepressants and breastfeeding and what is what are intrusive thoughts you know so you can kind of go back and and look on on them um, but you'll see them you know they'll come up straight away or you can do a search of the hashtag the power of connection which is the theme for the week you know and we're going to be posting everything along with that hashtag um, but yeah just follow the perinatal mental health partnership pages on instagram or facebook we're going to be double crossing the content so depending on whether you have an instagram page or a facebook page or indeed twitter you know things will be on twitter as well you'll be able to capture the information fantastic thank you and um i mean the the theme this year is so pertinent to me because I was kind of rescued by finding other women um, going through it through Liz Wise's Cedar House support group and that just I was so desperate when I was yeah. first going through 
you know, very, very dark time, so desperate to find peers, other women who felt the same way or could understand, you know, just knowing that you're not alone. And there are so many of us out there, um, you know, hopefully more and more of us are, are talking openly about our experiences. Um, but there are still so many people that are afraid to admit to how they're feeling. Or well, because there's this terrible fear still, you know, if you were to say to someone now, why, why won't you speak up? There'll be a raft of range of reasons, but the biggest one will be because I don't want my baby taken off me. You know, um, that'll be the, that'll be the key one. And it's, and you know, it's, it's, I always think however how much work we do to kind of think about that one, or I think because that's our biggest fear, that's always going to remain in some way. So I think we always need to keep reassuring that for the new people having babies every day to say, you know, this is incredibly unlikely that this is going to happen. Um, you know, so I think that's the um, that's thing. But I'm like you, you know, when I was ill after I had Joe, I honestly spent so long Googling, felt trapped by my baby, because that was obviously my overriding huge symptom, which was creating everything else. I was desperate to find someone else who'd felt trapped by their baby and the birth of their baby. You know, and I think I wanted to find, I realised now it's like finding my tribe, you know, people that you can connect with in some kind of way. And because you think people, like, I remember when I was ill and people were going, why are you so ill? People are having babies every day, 15 year olds have babies, you know, they don't feel like this. But you don't realise what people are going through. You know, there are 23 years have babies with fourth degree tears who are too afraid to leave the house going to poo themselves. You know, there are 15 years having babies who emotionally might feel okay after having a baby. You know, everybody is different and on a, on a scale of different, th you know, different things and different things affecting them. It's like when I was talking to Dr. Lindsay McMillan today about gender disappointment and she was saying, people, when you say this whole thing around gender disappointment, which is, you know, they've got a healthy baby and they're upset that it's not a boy or a girl. And Dr. Lindsay said, it's really interesting because obviously when someone first says to you, I'm pregnant, the second question is, do you know what you're having? Boy, girl, what do you want? What do you want? And it's a completely acceptable question. And you go, oh, I want a girl, I want a boy. And you go, oh yeah, that'd be lovely. And then, then you have the baby and it's not, you know, the preference that you uh, wanted. Then it's, people go, oh, that's awful. You know, she's got a baby. Loads of people would really want a baby. How ungrateful. And the way Dr. Lindsay said it, I thought, oh, my God, I'd never thought about it like that. You know, it's this huge, it is. I'm I'm guilty of it. Oh, do you know what you're having? It's the first yeah. thing you say after your friend says, I'm having a baby. Yeah. And, um, and then I, and I was, I've been trying to learn about gender disappointment just because, obviously, it came through in the survey and I was like gender disappointment we've never even considered this before you know never even considered it and then I connected with Dr Lindsay who's so kind and lovely she's a clinical psychotherapist on this she's so nice and she does this thing where she says you know this there's a thing about preference you know people will go oh I really want a boy and people go oh and then they get their boy and people go ah oh. and then so the other person in the family might go I really want a boy oh that's great have a you know don't have the boy and then it's like oh but you should be grateful Lindsay said someone's always going to get what they want and someone isn't in that kind of respect and we are with them at the, at the both when they say what their preference is but then one is like the goody and one is the baddie essentially you know coming out of that and I'd never like even considered that kind of thing you know thinking and actually she was saying you know things like this there can be a grief period where you feel like you know this isn't what you wanted so you're learning to bond with your baby and all these kind of things and it's just it's all it's things like this that that, that won't fall into the list of pnd symptoms you know gender disappointment but 
not bonding with my baby could be an anger towards it feeling like you're grieving for something that you've lost something that you really wanted you know and we were talking about that's how to go to your doctor and say it so you know I feel like I'm not bonding or I feel like I'm deeply grieving a loss of something if you were to say I'm gender disappointed they'd probably go you know but Lindsay so eloquently explained how actually it's an, another name attached to actually one of the fairly common symptoms of yeah. postnatal depression but it's something else that's caused that um and I found it really insightful today I felt like I found that session really insightful and I say it's one that we'd never considered before and here's me like oh I'm a maternal mental health star and advocate know everything you know and I just thought hadn't I'd read a couple of blogs around it but kind of hadn't considered the kind of the emotional impact of this on people and then Lindsay did it she, she, it was such a great session with her today and like with what to say to people and you know what kind of the pressure sometimes you know from grandparents and things to have the first boy in a certain amount of years or the first girl in a certain amount of years and um carrying on certain family lines and you think oh my goodness other people have pressures that don't even come into the consideration in my life but actually it's hugely important maybe in our culture or their religion or something like that um which is why I think it's really important we do, you know, do stuff like those kind of sessions. Um, but yeah. Definitely. I'll, I'm definitely going to tune into that one. It's um, a, a friend of mine, her brother um, had a, a baby with his girlfriend and they'd been told it was one particular sex. And then, and so they'd like decorated the nursery, got all the clothes prepared. And then when they actually gave birth, it was the opposite gender and I think I think the girlfriend really struggled with that because yeah. all that time she'd been thinking you know I've got a, a son and it wasn't and yeah I mean these things really have a huge impacts but I never talked about like you said they're not talked about and just because it wouldn't I'm saying me just as an example here but I, I mean I don't know what I you know think in that scenario I've only got Joe I didn't know as I don't know what I was having and when he was handing me I was okay with it you know so I'm trying to learn and understand it you think actually if I thought I had a boy in me and I was bonding with what I thought was a boy nothing to do with the societal norms what a boy is but just just that you feel like you're connecting in some way you know something about what's in your tummy something about it and it comes out looking different to what you thought you know it might be okay for some people but then for others there there is a grieving period or a feeling of what the you know this isn't what I planned in my head at all or and even though some people might think that people shouldn't feel like this some people do and it's okay to say that this whole kind of thing is about you know validating the reason actually that you feel like maybe you're not bonding with it or you're ordered this feeling of grief is because of gender disappointment or something and I just I found yeah Dr Lindsay's session today very insightful on something that we'd kind of not connected to this kind of before but it's really because it came through in the survey we had quite a few responses around it so it's clearly something and I think as well maybe when people were answering things in the survey I'm hoping actually we kind of got this back a bit in the feedback like the week talks about things that's not normally talked about you know like we've talked about sexual intrusive thoughts before you know which no one goes near with a barge pole um actually there's some fantastic articles around it which has inspired us to talk about before um and uh so I just, you know, I think it maybe people felt comfortable saying, could you maybe contact, yeah. do this session, you know, kind of thing, mm. kind of do this session. Um, and because we think that you might, it'll be good to kind of get it out there into the main. And maybe that's why people felt comfortable saying, could you look at gender disappointment? Because we'd never, ever been asked to look at it before, but we had a fair few responses this year. Yeah, amazing. Um, I know you need to, to go. Um, just very quickly. So if, if, 
um, if you listen to the episode, the podcast episode that's also being released this morning, um, which is uh, Eve's story. But one thing we didn't have time to talk about uh, was your uh, involvement with EastEnders and with Stacey's storyline. Um, so you had postpartum psychosis, which is, is very different to PND. Um, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about how you how you got involved with that storyline? Yeah, I saw a post on Twitter from the charity Mind saying we're working with a BBC soap uh, on a potential storyline around postpartum psychosis. Um, has anyone written any blogs around this or kind of would be interested in you know chatting to the team? So I sent my blog over and actually they contacted me and said, um, actually, what is in the blog is what we're looking for. We are we they had met with somebody previously who'd said you know have you ever heard about this illness postpartum psychosis you know it's um and women need to be treated in these psychiatric mother and baby units and there aren't a lot of them in the UK and it can be a real battle to find to get into them and they were like oh you know we maybe we'd like to do some kind of storyline around that about this and I went and met them at uh, the uh, Elstree studios and had a chat with like a producer about it and didn't hear about it for another few months and basically kind of forgot about it and um, then was contacted a few months later to say, actually, I think they're going to do the storyline. Um, would you be interested in kind of working alongside them and, you know, action on postpartum psychosis and, you know, mind and uh, and that those charities are there to kind of look after you as the contributor to make sure you feel comfortable and safe. And, you know, because once you're once you're there, once the press kind of get a hold of it, you're ferried out to lots of different media organisations. You need to make sure that you're comfortable telling your story and you're not just kind of thrown into the wolves. And I've got like media training from mind and stuff like that. Um, and uh, it was an incredible experience over quite a long period, actually. You know, so Stacey, I met with Lacey Turner, the actress who played Stacey, um, met with James By, who played Martin, her partner, and then John met with um, him as well, my husband. Um, and yeah, we got to see lots of the scripts to give our opinions on them. The scriptwriters did a great job with it. Um, Lacey was very, very good at taking on board. She wanted to do it real justice. She didn't want to over-dramatise it. She wanted to really kind of do it justice so we were describing how sometimes in psychosis you can experience mania but also you can go catatonic you know so there's there's lots of different kind of uh and actually while it was going on obviously it got huge acclaim which is very which is right because it was so good but you know there were a few people on twitter and facebook groups saying like the way she's acting is ridiculous no one would you know no one would be like this and we had to say well actually you know, if you were to see it be in a room of women experiencing postpartum psychosis, they'd probably all be very different, actually. Where, you know, uh, it's like when Action on Postpartum Psychosis, the brilliant charity who talk about it, they produce a really simple infographic saying like, you know, is, is the person who's just given birth acting strange, you know, compared to normal? Because it can be mania, hallucinations. It could be talking very quickly compared to normal, catatonic, you know, not moving, not speaking as if they're having like a silent fit or something like that. You know, it can be a vast range of emotions. So Lacey wanted to really do it justice and would ask questions about how she could you know, project herself and those kind of things. And she's had experience with the bipolar storyline because her character is bipolar and she'd done a really good job with that. And then James was speaking to John about how he felt as a partner with this. And I think the part that he found quite interesting to talk about with James was Lacey's character, Stacey, was admitted to a mother and baby unit, but took ages to get into one, which was the mirror to my story she was put into a normal psychiatric unit separated from her baby which unfortunately happens sometimes if there's no space in the mother and baby unit and then you know there was a big surge of queries on Facebook especially on breastfeeding mums group saying Stacey's breastfeeding with this how on earth she's separated from her baby so 
we knew that would happen, but we wanted to show that's what does happen and can happen at times. And that is why it's not acceptable. Um, and then of course she gets into a mother and baby unit and it was really lovely. Um, they wanted to show, they wanted to dispel some myths such as, you know, you can't breastfeed if you have postpartum psychosis. You can, if you want to and are able to, you know, and uh, your medication is, is in line with that. You know, of course there might be situations where you can't, but it was just kind of trying to show that actually you don't act in a certain kind of way after birth. It's not, it's not, you can get different types of maternal mental illnesses. There are different treatments options that, you know, some people do have to fight for their treatment options. And actually, you know, you can breastfeed and actually you can go on to have other children and it can become a distant memory and doesn't live with you forever. And I think they did a really, really incredible job with it. Um, and it was so sensitively done, but yeah, we, and they built like a mock mother and baby unit and they were asking things like, oh, you know, were your parents allowed to bring in flowers when you came in? Are you allowed flowers and mother and baby units? Even down to minute details like that. Um, but it was, yeah, it was wonderful, you know, and they, Lacey and James were just so lovely to work with. And so, you know, we did a couple of radio shows and stuff where we answered questions around it and, and spent some time with them at the Mind Awards. But it was really nice to show the dedication. And I think that storyline, however many years on it is now, seven years or whatever, you know, it's still talked about at junior psychiatric, uh, junior psychiatrist training, excuse me. You know, it, it's used quite often, things are used and stuff as training tools. So, yeah, I'm very proud of it. I'm very proud of it. But EastEnders, you know, they do deserve the kudos for kind of, you know, seeking out the right people to speak to and kind of listening to them. And and, uh, and the scriptwriters did a good job. And it's, um, well, it, you know, it's just in, incredible. And uh, they've just announced that they're going to do a storyline on fathers. Fathers, yeah. Yeah, fathers' mental health, yeah. Yeah, which is just, yeah, uh, amazing and much needed. So I think that's going to make a big difference. So... Thank you so much um, for joining me and uh, wishing you all the best for Maternal Mental Health Awareness Week. Oh, thank and, you. Um, just for anybody who might um, be suffering with postpartum psychosis or uh, somebody who's worried about a friend or a loved one or a partner, where's, where's the best way for them to seek support? You mentioned so First thing I'll say is postpartum psychosis is classed as a psychiatric emergency. So however dramatic or overwhelmed or you think, oh, my God, what's happening? You know, it's a psychiatric emergency. You know, if you feel like the woman in your life is acting strange after having a baby in some kind of way, unusual to normal, she's saying she's seeing things, smelling things, you know, acting manic, writing lists, chanting, seeing religious ideology and things, you know, there's, there's all those kind of things. There's no problem, and this is what you have to do. You take her to casualty. Like you take her to casualty, you know, or you get an emergency appointment with a GP, and you ring a crisis team, you know, it is, she needs help immediately. And so don't go, oh, should I ring the doctor? Should, you know, as, as we all do, you know, as we all do, it's, if it turns out it's not a psychosis, then then who cares? You, you've done the best thing for the woman in your life at that time. And she could be suffering from a different illness with certain, you know, things attached to it, certain symptoms. but. I would say go to the Action on Postpartum Psychosis website. It's really easily laid out. It's full of survivor stories like mine, you know, which you can read. It's got a very, very simple frequently asked question thing, which comes up on the first page, which will tell you there's a whole list of lots of symptoms, you know, that you can have a look through. And it's got a thing to say what you should do if you think the person in your life is, is suffering from this. Someone with postpartum psychosis can be admitted into a mother and baby unit, you know, for support like I was. Um, and what's really good about APP is that they have like a support forum online via Health Unlocked. You can access it through their website. 
and you can log on there and talk to other people, other family members whose you know, a wife might be in or you know, a partner might be in a mother and baby unit and to say, I haven't got a bloody clue what's going on here. You know, we, this has been thrust upon us. What the hell is happening? And you can join with people. And, you know, it's moderated. So it's say like people are going on from the charity and having a look at it and stuff like that. But yeah, peer support forums through APP are very good. But I would just say, and yeah, and they are the best information. They have brilliant leaflets about what to do as a carer, what to do if you're wanting to have another baby after having PP, all those kind of things inside a guide. But I would say, just remember, you're not being over dramatic. You know, you're not being over dramatic at all. Um, go to A and E. Don't have any. And if you feel like her life is in danger, or you know anyone else's life is in danger, this is for any maternal mental illness. It's reached that point. 999 casualty it's completely fine yeah yeah and it's it's and if you know don't take no for an answer yeah don't take no for an answer you know it's like if you know either yourself that you're feeling in a way that's frightening you you know or, or you're you're you know if you've kind of if like me your mind's kind of got a, a bit of so you're not quite sure what's happening anymore and you know the person in your life or your family are having to advocate for you to say you know this isn't right what she's experiencing that you can say could I speak to another doctor you know could I push to see somebody else I think she's showing these symptoms could someone tell us why they think she's not you know so it's just there's nothing wrong with asking questions and pushing because you might not be right or you might be right that doesn't really matter in this situation it's about working out how to get her help you yeah. know so yeah don't don't be frightened about asking and in the end you know people are aware of pp so much more now um that you know I, it's my hope that when this happens you know people are kind of uh rushed towards help yeah brilliant thank you so so much and uh you're such a busy lady so thank you so much for oh no you're lovely and good luck with the podcast I love it it's brilliant oh thank you and uh yes so the podcast uh is a a maternal mental health awareness week special with Eve and uh, that's available now I'll put all the links um to it so you can listen to it and you can hear Eve's story and it was a brilliant chat we we covered all sorts and uh, thank you so much and hopefully speak to you again soon Bye. bye If you enjoy this episode of Blue Mondays, please rate and subscribe. It only takes a minute, but it genuinely makes a difference to how many people can find it, which means helping more parents in need. Thank you.